Hello everyone and welcome to Show Hoppers Lost Season 1 Episode 7 The Moth. Spoiler warnings for Lost up until now and spoiler warnings for the leftovers up to Season 1 Episode 7. I'm Kurt. And uh, I'm Mr. Sal. He's Mr. Sal and I am very curious to how you feel about this episode Mr. Sal. You, you made me very sad in the last episode. You didn't fully comprehend it and I'm, I'm, oh. I don't know how you feel about this one. I'm so sorry that I let you down, Kurt. <laughs> you know, over the past week or so, I've gone through and done my uh, my rating, my rankings of, of all the episodes that we've seen for both Lost and The Leftovers. And that one last week, House of the Rising Sun, second from the bottom. What was at the bottom? The very first episode. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Pilots, pilots, please. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's that that one was was my least favorite one since the pilot. So uh, this one, uh, I have some relatively mixed feelings about it. I, by and large, loved it. I, I gave it an eight out of ten, and I, I I would have given it a higher rating. I, I almost gave it a nine, but it was just. A little too on the nose for me. <laughs> it was just a little too spoon-fed. Uh, if, if if it wasn't, if they had trusted the audience a little bit more, I would have given this a nine. Uh, you don't like being spoon-fed. I... I'll explain exactly the exactly the point where I said, "Oh, why'd they have to do that?" That's. <laughs> but... I gave it a six out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, six? Six out of ten, yeah. Okay, but we have to remember. Conversion. It's a 7.8 in your scale. 7.8. 7.6, I think, right? 7.6, yeah. 7.6. Yeah, yeah. So, we're, so we're pretty much saying the same thing. We are, actually. It just okay. mine sounds a whole lot worse. But six out of yeah, ten. exactly. So, so yeah. So we're pretty much saying the same thing. I think that's that's fine. You know, I, I liked the episode a lot. And I, quite honestly, I would rank it as my second favorite episode so far. This is probably my least favorite episode so far. That's amazing. <laughs> it, it, might, it might be above the pilot. I'm not actually quite sure. I'll have to see the rankings. Yeah, but the, the only episode that I definitely liked more than this was Tabula Rasa, episode three. You really love Tabula Rasa. I love Tabula Rasa. So that's the only one that I definitely liked more than this. There are other ones that I've given an eight to. Um, I gave an eight to the second part of the pilot, pilot part two. I gave an eight to Walkabout, and then I gave an eight to white rabbit mm -hmm. but this one is my favorite of that bunch oh, okay mm -hmm. and it's actually interesting that i liked it so much because when i found out this was a charlie episode i was kind of like oh all right i guess if i have to do a charlie episode they have to do a charlie episode so i wasn't especially looking forward to this episode that's why you liked it even more you know that could be expectations that could be why that and that maybe is why walkabout only gets an eight maybe that's why i like it more than walkabout because i was so hyped about walkabout <laughs> that i did, i don't think there was any place to go but down for that mm -hmm. whereas for this one I, I was not all that excited to see a trailer episode but i was very pleasantly surprised yeah oh so, so let's get into it right yeah so uh, it starts with charlie playing the guitar and he's obviously going into withdrawal in the cave and Locke kind of comes to him and he goes, hey, let's go for a walk, Charlie. Blah, blah, blah. So let's do a walkabout. 
Yeah, a walkabout. Locke <laughs> just loves using his legs. He always wants to go for a walk. He's like, Charlie. <laughs> it's like a dog. He's like, Charlie, Charlie, let's go for a walk. It really did feel that way, by the way. <laughs> it was it, this little mentoring relationship that Locke is kind of imposing himself into uh, with Charlie is... I, I dig it. I, I'm, I'm into it. But I think they need to be careful because it has a potential to get a little heavy handed. <laughs> a little heavy. What do you mean by heavy handed? Uh, a little preachy. Oh, okay. You know, like I, I don't want to. I love Locke and I don't want to start disliking Locke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but, well, I, I shouldn't say. That. When I say I don't want to start disliking him, I don't mean I don't want him to turn heel and become like a villain. I'm fine with that i'd be excited by that uh, but what i mean is i don't want to start thinking he's boring or obvious or anything like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh you'll like lock i'm sure, I'm you'll, sure like I will. You'll, you'll like lock I'm, I'm positive but it cuts we'll see them shortly but we see jack looking at kate's mugshot on the beach did you have any thoughts when you saw Jack on the beach again? Were you like, wait, what's he doing on the beach? I, I definitely did. Yes, yes. And then very quickly, it's like, oh, that's I'm exa- here for my thing. Ex- exactly what I thought. What's he doing on the beach? <laughs> I I was like, what's he doing on the beach? He's not supposed to be on the beach. And then very quickly, he's like, I'm here for my things. I won't yeah. be here long. I said, well, that was quick. I, that didn't <laughs> last very long in the cave. And uh, Jack says he's not mad about Kate staying on the beach. But Jack is certainly mad about Kate staying on the beach. He's like, I'm not oh, mad. Well, I don't know if I'd say mad. I think that he's disappointed. I think that he is, uh, you know, he he wanted Kate to be with him, but I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think that he's mad at her. I think he just wishes that she had chosen differently. Yeah, yeah. I guess that is what he said. I guess I, don't know, I think he looked a little mad. <laughs> I I think he's mad in. If he's mad, I think he's mad in the sense of uh, someone who's been rejected. Yeah, okay. I understand that. that that's what By the way, I just wanted to interject here. We, we were talking about John Locke. Did you know that he won an Emmy for his role as John Locke? Terry yes, did? I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so this is, he's good stuff. Anyway. <laughs> you're, you're Locke's number one fanboy. And, uh, I'm so so. There's so many things I'm excited for you to see. I can't wait. Eventually, when Locke, you know, and the next episode or two, when Locke dies, that's when it really gets exciting. <laughs> Somebody forgot to tell IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, anyway. So you were saying? Okay. Wait. Jack uh, is mad. Yeah. Jack seems mad. You know, they go back and forth, and Jack says a little quip or quote of, "I wish I shared your faith." Right, because which is really strange to me when he, when he argues this to Kate, because late in the episode we see Kate is more of a person of reason. Uh, Kate kind of gets in a little argument with I think Saeed about faith versus reason, which is really quick. It's like it's like a two three line thing. But yep, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Jack says that to Kate. Jack is you know if there's a spectrum of faith to reason, Jack is all the way on the reason side. That's true, and I was just thinking of this as a spectrum. You get Jack all the way on the reason side, and Locke all the way on the faith side. And then people, yeah, people are dotted all around. Kate's probably right. on the reason side. Charlie, I don't know where I'd put Charlie. 
maybe more on the fate side, especially after this episode. But after this episode, I'd put yeah. Charlie on the fate side, especially if he continues living under John Locke's wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and then we see Sawyer come in, and charming old Sawyer takes Jack's old shelter. He wants to move right on in. He can really <laughs> nice it up. I love Sawyer so much, man. Sawyer's great. Sawyer was was very interesting in this episode, and I'm extremely excited that the next episode mm-hmm. is his, his episode. It is a Sawyer Although, episode. Yeah, although I'm I'm a little leery because I don't want to be too excited. But yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to curb my enthusiasm here. So it's a Sawyer episode. That's all. Because yeah. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. much on it. We cut back finally. Charlie, Locke, and Charlie's going for a walk. He's lost Locke. Ah, lost Locke. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. And then he hears a boar, and then we see the flashback. Um. Yeah. Now in the flashback, this is this this. So, what are you expecting this when you see him in a confessional booth? Okay, uh, before we even get to the confessional booth, I just wanted to say that I, I was half expecting Charlie being chased by the board to be a uh, hallucination, a withdrawal oh. hallucination. Oh yeah, I didn't think about it like that. It could, yeah. So uh, it was interesting to see that it was real, but no, I was not at all expecting that Charlie was a weekly confession goer because what I, the, the main thing that I got out of that was it's been one week since my last confession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like He goes every week. Yep. And you know, he confesses to the priest about like his hookups. Yep. And then and this, after is he gets before, out, this is before drive shaft is famous. Yeah. This is before it gets super big. It's, they're starting to get big. They're, they're hot yeah. as he puts it. They're, they're, they're yeah. getting famous. They're, they've got a lot of gigs in the area and he tells the priest and he'll quit quit for his faith, right? Uh, which which is really unbelievable. You hear this like, wait, what? Charlie's gonna quit over his faith, and then he leaves, and we, we soon learn his name is Liam, and he's Charlie's brother. Doesn't really care for church by the looks of it. You know, he has his foot on <laughs> the pews, and yeah. he's just chilling and whatever. And he tells him the band's got a contract, right? And that's that's the end of the flashback for now. So, what are your thoughts on Liam from the very quick snippet you saw of him? We see more of him, of course, later on. But before so, then, I'm trying to remember if this was the flashback where he calls him brother, and I wasn't actually sure if they were really brothers. I don't think he called him brother yet. No, no, it's the next flashback where they reveal that they're brothers. Yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I I didn't realize they were brothers at the time, yeah. uh, which that changed a lot about the way that I saw their relationship mm-hmm. once I knew they were brothers. Which they've done that a couple of times in this show, and I I really I'm very interested in that they. I like when they do that stuff. They did it with Boone and Shannon. There was oh, yeah. that, the expectation was that they were a couple, and then you mm-hmm. find out they're brother and sister, and mm-hmm. that it's very interesting. So I like when they do that stuff when they set up a relationship to be one thing, and it's actually it is that thing, but it's it's something altogether different at the same time. So that that was interesting. But I was not a fan of Liam at all. I, oh yeah, I, they definitely they definitely shade him out to be a jerk. <laughs> At every turn until until he starts wearing glasses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's never a likable person until he's glasses on. At any yeah. point, they, yeah, yeah, he's it's not like Shannon in a way, like very a, made to be disliked. Yeah, he's an inverted Clark Kent Superman. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the glasses on and becomes admirable. So, yeah. Oh, but, wow. yeah, so I, I was not a fan, especially when you when you see Charlie making that decision regardless of how you feel about religion that's a that's a decision that's based on 
a moral code that he has. It's it's him trying to do the right thing for whatever reason, whether that's you know, to please a God or because he knows it's the right thing or whatever else. Uh, he, he's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to be a moral person and he gets pulled in by this scumbag. Do you want to talk about the next flashback now? Oh, uh, we can. Because it's yeah. right outside when he leaves the church. They're very yep. closely related in terms of time. So we'll, we'll skip ahead to the other flashback. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I have to... I have to say, I don't always, I wonder if there's intent behind when they put some of these flashbacks. Because sometimes there is, I think. but Sometimes there definitely is. Mm-hmm. But it's like, these two could have easily been just back to back. Definitely. I think. So, oh, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I think they, <laughs> I wonder if sometimes they just time it out and say, okay, seven minutes. All right, we need a flashback. All right, I swear, yeah, because there's so many cuts and lots. It's like. Three, yeah, they're trying. They're trying to keep like the goldfish attention span grabbed, and they're like, "Not something new. Not something new. Not something yeah. new." <laughs> Constantly, they're always yep. going back and forth. Yeah. So, so I wonder about that. But yes, let's keep going with this. This is where he calls him brother, and the first time he calls him brother, I was thinking that was just a you know, oh, like a friendship, I like a like a say. lax bro thing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hey, brother, you know. So, but <laughs> you all cooking. Oh, and you're NWO, you're NWO for life, brother. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll leave that alone. Okay. <laughs> but then, as, as it turns out, he actually is his brother. He is really his brother. Yeah, we see them walking outside the church or cathedral, whichever it is. Uh, Liam's his brother. It's revealed. Mm-hmm. And he's really trying to push him. Charlie wants to leave the band. He's he, So... Even then, I thought when they show the band contract in the first flashback, I thought Charlie was just going to say yes then and there. And like when it cut, it was assumed that he agreed to it because we know Drive Shaft gets famous, kind of. So I just assumed he said yes, but he didn't. In the next flashback yeah, it shows point. He, he had said no. And so Liam was convincing him, and Charlie gave the one term of things get too crazy, we walk away. And Liam, you know, he agrees. He's like, okay, man, things get too crazy, we'll walk away. That's fine. Yeah. And Liam keeps bringing him up as, you know, he's drive shaft. He's the, he's the one they need. To make drive yeah. Shaft, I think. He writes the songs, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Liam sings them for the most part, but yeah, Charlie yep. writes them. Yep. So yeah. They need him for drive shaft. Yes. Yeah, very different tune than he sings later. <laughs> yes. But both of them sing a different tune. Granted. But yeah. Oh, Liam's, <laughs> Liam is up there with Jin. I think he's worse than Jin. <laughs> maybe because, maybe because I, I don't know. Well, uh, I, I we see we see Liam's redemption. So we do, we do kind of see. Yeah, we do see. I haven't seen any, seen any redemption for Jin yet. Oh, okay, fair enough. I well, you saw him when he was a good guy, allegedly. Whatever. I don't think he ever was a good guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> this, this is, is not the, the argument that you and I had. This is, I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop it right there. This is not. <laughs> this is not House of the Rising Sun. This is the Moth. So <laughs> there's like no. There's barely any. There's like one scene of Jin where he's a jerk again. <laughs> So we're not gonna we're not gonna comment on Jin until we see him again. Yes, that's, that's fine. That's fine by me. <laughs> so, okay, anything else on those two flashback scenes? No, I'm good. Okay, so I'll go back. Uh, before, by the way, we've yet to hit the intro. The other flashback is after the intro, but we've yet to hit the intro still. Charlie's running from the boar, and then oh, Locke had a trap for it. Charlie was bait, and uh, Charlie just wants his drugs. You know, he gets angry and he's like, "Give yeah. me my drugs." And, intro uh anything on that really well is this 
is this where this, this is very soon. I guess we'll yeah this is right after the intro big deal actually yeah, yeah this, this is a huge deal here this is there's plenty I want to say about this because this is where Locke says that he we find out that he still has Charlie's drugs but mm-hmm. he says that he wants Charlie to choose not to use them yeah <laughs> right and that's that's big because he had just we had just had the scene in the confessional where the priest tells him that life is a series of choices mm-hmm. and here is Locke saying i want you to make the choice not to use the drugs if yeah. i throw them the, away then you don't learn anything you don't it doesn't it's not a show of strength because you can't have them anyway i want you to choose that uh, to not use them and this is really this is a heavy religious theme the the idea of free will that that mm-hmm. if there's if there's a god the that and do do humans have free will if humans have free will then we choose whether or not to believe in god we choose whether or not to do the right thing we make all these choices or is everything we do predetermined so the, this is this is almost lock playing god <laughs> i wasn't expecting that no lock playing god i mean yeah, I, I, see what you, I see what you mean by it though. It, I, I mean it, it is a biblical theme that, mm-hmm. that in the in the bible god wants humans to have free will and yeah. choose to follow him because what's the point of having followers if you're forcing them to follow you mm-hmm. right so if this is Locke almost trying to play God saying, I want you to choose not to do this. This is, I think in some ways, this is, I I see Locke as a religious man, even if we don't know that about him. I think that we we always call him a man of faith anyway. So Mm -hmm. even if his, even if what he is thinking of as his religious figure is the Island itself, he's still a religious figure to me. Yeah, I agree that. So, he him doing this to me is him trying to impart this to charlie that we have free will Hmm. and you need to choose not to do this uh because that's what makes that that's what's going to get you over it you're not going to get over it if you can't have it because then you'll just be kind of looking for it Mm -hmm. always so on the same token, you just burn the drugs. No problem. No drugs, no problem. Well, if Locke burns the drugs, that's different than if Charlie burns that's the true. drugs. That's true. That is true. That's, that's true in the sense of, like... Yeah, because Charlie will still kind of... I don't know how to describe it. It won't feel complete or closed or... He'll still want them, even if they're gone. I mean, he'll, he'll, yeah. even if he burns them, he'll probably still, you know... Oh, I think that I think it's a great point by Locke that if you want to get over this, you have to choose to get over it because it's not if if you can't have it, that doesn't mean you're over it. Mm-hmm. If you choose to be if you if you choose to reject it and reject it again and reject it again, then that, that's over. at least steps on the way to getting over it. It's it mm-hmm. may not be that you're over it, but it's at least steps on the way. And then he compares him to the boar. He's like, having choice more than instinct is what separates you more from him and points at a boar. So, and uh, we'll later see another comparison he makes with another animal. A mystery animal that we don't know of. I can't imagine what animal it could be. I neither. Lost? No, that's not an animal, Mr. Sal. Anyway. 
I did say episode, didn't I? <laughs> you did actually, yeah, I realized. <laughs> we'll we'll okay. skip my clever snide comment and we'll keep going. <laughs> okay. Rather, rather clever comment by me. We're back to the beach. I have a question for you because, well, no, you can continue. No, shoot. No, no this, is, this is about a different character. So oh, okay. Continue, yeah. Okay, okay. Remember the question. Yeah. Uh, Saeed, Kate, Boone, or the Beach Boys, or no, what would I call them last time? The Beach Boys. Was it Beach Team Cave Squad or was it Beach Squad Team Cave? I can't remember. Well, can't Beach remember Boys, it. though. I like Beach Boys a lot. So I'll say the Beach Boys. It's a little gender biased, but okay. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> How people guys, I don't know, the Beach Boys. Goes off the tongue. I love alliteration. Yeah. Kate and Shannon are there. Nah, the part though. Everyone's. We still boy. don't know where Claire and Rose are, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they have not. <laughs> that, that's kind of driving me crazy. Uh, the, the two episodes in a row, we get no Claire, well, no Rose, and it was kind of a Claire, big. Deal. I think Claire. I think Claire is in the beach, though. I think they showed Claire like. Over I did time. not see her. I was looking. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. Maybe I missed her, but I did not see her. I believe both are at the beach, though. Okay. Recollection. Spoilers. Hello. <laughs> you do see them again before and if they die. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> is, that, is that like oh Rose died off camera? What a shame. Or we never see her. Oh, yeah, Claire. She's gone now. Disappeared. Up and left. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She got, she's departed. Yeah, departed. What is she? <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, it's fine. So, Saeed, Kate, Boone, and we're back on Saeed. Back as the number one. I don't know. But Locke did just catch another boar. But Saeed, technical mastermind of communications. They have two problems. They have this triangular, you know, three antennas. But they only have a minute of power. So, each of you are going to get to position. And then we're going to shoot some bottle rockets up to sync up so we can use our minute of power efficiently. And then his second issue is his transceiver is dead. So Kate uh, will go to Sawyer to look for a battery. But before we talk about that, what do you think about uh, Saeed, the survivalist expert, once again at it? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> he's borderline OP. At this point. I know. they. <laughs> But for those of you who don't know, OP means overpowered. Like so, and honestly, it's it's nice of him to explain to us how this is all going to work. But really, you could have just probably told me, "Oh, Saeed has a plan." You need to get the satellites in position and sync up. I, like I don't probably need to know about the triangulation and the battery. They always talk about triangulation. Like, we have to triangulate. We need yeah. to use triangulation if we can triangulate the position. I mean, I understand why, but... Yeah, uh, so, I, you know, whatever. I, I, I'm glad that they have Saeed. It's very nice for them to have him. It's, I didn't realize how much they did it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm kind of at this point hoping that we get a Saeed episode pretty soon where we get some backstory and Make him a little more human. So. so we do get a Saeed episode in season one, but it is actually pretty later on in season one, if I can remember. Unless there's two. But okay. The one uh, I'm thinking of is quite later. Into a, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. But there is definitely one in season I one. I have a question for you. This is the question I was going to yeah. ask earlier. Right. Why does Kate want to get off the island? I mean, you know, maybe her jail sentence ain't going to be too bad. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she thinks she can... Actually, I don't know why, because they probably she she's definitely got logged when she got on the flight, so they're gonna know 
when they see her. Like, they're going to know all the names of all the passengers that were yeah. part of the crash. I mean, let's think about what she... I mean, I would put her in the same camp as John Locke. Let's think about what she has waiting for her. Maybe she's in, like, the struggle. The what? struggle. I mean, she's in, like, the struggle. Like, if she's but not she going to get Patricia. After struggle. This is, the, this is the reason why I don't understand why she didn't pick the cave. She could go live comfortably in the cave with this guy that she clearly has a thing for. I mean, everybody's calling her attention to it in this episode. <laughs> Everybody is. And they they still don't, I, even after he gets out of the cave later. They still don't kiss, which is kind of ridiculous. I mean, but whatever. That's a, that's a different point altogether. But the, my point here is she has what she could make a decent life for herself on the island if she gets off of the island she's going to jail and probably for a long time if she was getting extradited i mean yeah i never thought about that why does kate want to leave the island i i, I don't know i i would think that she would be the same as Locke. like i'm sure Locke has virtually no interest oh yeah in oh yeah Locke does not care at all i mean yeah. lock lock joined team kate he's he's all forced then I know. So, so I don't know. I, th- this is something that I, I hope gets addressed somehow. I don't even know how they would address this, though, because we've already seen maybe, a lot of backstory. But. One of the big reasons I can think of is maybe Kate wants to help get off the island because other people should be getting off the island. Maybe she's being a bit more selfless. She's that, that benevolent, huh? And maybe, you know, so, you know, Mike's got a kid and uh, just other people in general. That have loved ones. I mean, he doesn't. She doesn't know. Said has a wife, but Said has a wife, and just in general, most people want to get off this island. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. Or maybe she just hates. Maybe she just hates living on the island that much. Like, yeah, she likes Jack, but you know what? I just have like a crush on him, and I don't want to live on the island. It's a hard work, and I, I guess. I'll take my prison time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I never thought about that though. I'm having a hard time buying that, but I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody condemns Jack as not trying to help. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that he's just made the choice that the, the better thing to do is to hunker down in the cave. It's not that he's going to avoid treating people who need him to treat them mm-hmm. like that. So I think that Kate could still help while kind of conceding that, she's going to be comfortable in the cave with jack for a while yeah but anyway it, it sounds like i'm not going to get satisfaction on this anytime soon so this is just something that's going to stick in my craw yeah i wish you didn't tell me that because now now that kind of bothers me too <laughs> yeah. yay <laughs> most company. yeah thanks for that okay oh yeah kate goes to sawyer for the battery the looter and here this well, you might brush this off at first look how Kate goes, oh, you, you have nothing at home. You don't miss nothing. Which, she says that, but Sawyer stayed at the beach. He didn't go to Team Cave. Yeah. Granted, his stash is at the beach. And maybe he just likes the beach more. He seems pretty relaxed and having a great time always. I never <laughs> seem super uncomfortable. So maybe, and plus, the, the plane is still there. So maybe he loots some of it. Even though I'm pretty sure they burned it, right? The they bodies, did. So. I'm not sure on that if he can even well, do it anymore. You make a good point though. Like there's there's obviously something that he he hopes to return to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we think of that so, because of yours. Maybe not so obvious because what is Kate hoping to return to? Exactly. Yeah. 
stuff I'm, I'm just wondering Sawyer's motives but Kate goes you know no one misses you and she kind of goes I pity you and so it's like oh, don't pity me Oof. blah 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 Oof. yeah and gave, and gave him gave her the laptop battery in a pretty yeah. I, don't, she, I don't know how you give something in a passive aggressive way like he did but he did it <laughs> there yeah. You go. yeah yeah and then, well, that's that's like the the classic hero to the villain. I pity you. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, there you go. He gets it, and we're back. Now we're back to um the cave, and we see how withdrawal is affecting Charlie. Jack and Hurley bring in gear. Charlie's trying to play his guitar. Uh, Charlie tries to help, but ends up breaking open this bag that was full of medicine. And then yeah. Charlie starts looking through drugs. And then Jack sees him, asks him if he's okay, tells him to leave and get some water. Now yep. here, I I obviously know what happens later in the episode, but when I had first seen this, I was I was kind of disappointed that Jack couldn't notice he was going through a withdrawal. Yeah, I, th- I think I just had in my head that Jack notices and he's just not saying anything. Okay, okay. Okay. So I, I I did make a note, mental note of that as well, but I reconciled it by saying he's just not saying anything. He's respecting Charlie's privacy. Okay. So, and anything else you want to talk on that? I'm going through a trial. No, didn't didn't isn't this where we also see uh, Sun stand up to Jin? That 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 yeah. So we go on the flashback. We already talked about that one where he agrees on the condition. Yeah. So we'll skip over that now. But yeah, then we see. The one kind of where they actually kind of talk in the most part, Jin and Sun scene for the episode. So I feel like every episode they have a quote of a Jin and Sun scene now, so they always just sneak it in there just so you remember, hey, don't like Jin. <laughs> yeah. They always just sneak it over to don't, like Jin. Don't forget, you hate him. <laughs> yeah, every episode, just, just something. And, you know, there's Jin, he's kind, kind of makes you feel bad for me. You know, the handcuffs kind of wearing at his arm, he's washing it. Sounds don't like. For Jin. Son, you know, he's like, Jin, you, you should go see the doctor. Maybe he can help you. And Jin's like, no. And you should cover yourself up. And Son's like, no, it's hot out. So Son actually fought back. Yes, yeah, so that is yeah. a, a key thing to note down here. Usually Son just kind of listens. But this time, Son rebelled. Yeah, good for her. That's a good thing. That's about all there is to glean from. Maybe things will change as we go on. We do know Mike is the only other islander that is aware she speaks English. Yes. Um... More on that dynamic later, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Uh, so, uh, Charlie's told. So Hurley comes to Charlie and tells him, "Hey, you gotta move your guitar, man. Jack's trying to put stuff in there." And Charlie just, just really riles him up. <laughs> for, yeah. Mostly probably because he's going through a trial, so he goes in there, starts complaining at Jack. Oh, you don't think I'm useful? Blah 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 blah. I don't really yeah. care what Charlie says. Long story short, cave in occurs. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm, this is going to become a theme of the episode, though. It's yeah. Charlie feeling useless. Yeah. So, that's I, I think it's at least important to to mention that. But I did have a, have this question as to why the cave collapsed. Was it because Charlie was yelling and the sound waves, you know, interacted with <laughs> structure in such a way that the cave collapsed, or is this the island reacting to Charlie's anger? I yeah, I, I, so I was wondering too. Listen, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not Mike. I'm not a construction expert. I don't know 
how a cadence occur from yelling. I've heard that with like avalanches in movies, like yelling and then an avalanche happens. I don't know how realistic that is. I never bought that. It doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. But I mean, I also I don't believe how like big ships like the Titan. I don't understand how they float. I understand Archimedes' principle and stuff, but like I look at that and I'm like, that shouldn't float. That's a big hunk of metal, but it floats. <laughs> <laughs> right? I understand that. Yeah. I understand the science, but I look at it and I'm like, but I still don't. I, I mean, that shouldn't work. I don't it's counterintuitive. Yeah, that don't, yeah, exactly. It's counterintuitive. So, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't really understand cavins, and I don't even understand the science behind caves and cavins yeah. really. So, well, I, this is just a you know yeah. science versus faith Definitely. argument. Is, I, is it Charlie set it off because of the sound waves, or is it Charlie Charlie's anger caused the island to to which is sentient to react? I was certainly sentient. I would agree. To, to some yeah. degree, it does. It, it does something in a reaction. It definitely stuff. seems sentient. So, <laughs> the way that I viewed this was: this is probably the island reacting and the mm-hmm. island setting up this next set of circumstances. I'd believe that more than I'm yeah. yelling, causing it. Yeah, I'm with that. But Caven occurs. Charlie gets out in time. Yep. Or just by happens sans luck he's able to get out and hurley you know kind of takes control of the situation it's like oh god we have to get stuff charlie run to the beach get help and also gives a little quote quip of like get kate i said no, I, I i just found that so funny yeah who uh, said that hurley hurley he's like go go to the oh, beach yeah. get help and get kate <laughs> like yeah. out of that and after and yes. charlie runs out i don't think there's much to glean from that uh no more hurley but i'm waiting we get a hurley bottle episode yeah i mean right now hurley is just kind of scenery at this point i love hurley i thought he was a bigger character uh he's not much later he is i think later he is but maybe i've just misremembered this whole time maybe i just loved him so much but this is where this is where we see the little quick little not even, it's not really an argument, just their beliefs. Saeed and Kate are walking, cause, so they left Boone on the beach for his bottle rocket and satellite, and then Kate and Saeed will go somewhere. Uh, then Saeed will leave Kate with uh, that's or not satellite, antenna, I mean. will leave Kate with the antenna, and then he will go to the last location, and then they'll do the bottle rocket, sync up, and turn them all on. And yep. here we see Saeed is more a man of faith than Kate is. In terms of how they survived the crash, Saeed thinks they should have died and that something has caused them to survive the crash. The plane broke apart while they're in the air and they somehow escaped with just some bumps and bruises. That's not, that doesn't just happen, he thinks. Right, because Kate just thinks it's blind, dumb luck, she says. So, you know, on, on the spectrum, Kate is now, the compared to Jack, more faith. But compared to Saeed, more person of reason. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see more of Saeed's viewpoints between faith and reason. Uh, yeah, which I'm sure we'll see him. Saeed's pretty well, big character. What's What's interesting to me is the idea that Saeed believes that they survived for a reason, but he doesn't believe that they're on the island for a reason because he keeps trying to get off the island. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Well, maybe he thinks them getting off will be part of the reason why they're on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe, oh, that could be. Like they'll do whatever reason they're supposed to do on it. Which I, I mean, I don't know what it would be. 
But yeah, yeah, interesting. So I, I don't think his faith is unwavering. I think that there are limits to it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes, he's no John Locke. No. <laughs> but who <laughs> is really? Really, yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't square up to someone like that. Really can't. <laughs> so then we see Charlie arrive on the beach, going oh caven which i i find the some funny in the scene because mike goes i i remember what name he said he's like hey steve come with us he's like i'm not steve i'm staying that's steve over there like it's like the oh, no yeah. name survivors <laughs> just like, true? yeah what a, what, a, what a great to the no dots <laughs> i love that so much but anyway so boone leaves his post and boone gives this Saeed job to shannon immediately we know all oh, we i can we can tell why the writers have done this and why this is being done to make us question oh will shannon be able to do the job here yeah and that's actually throughout this entire episode of will saeed's plan succeed will all his parts work out the way he wants right because when they leave he thinks that he's going to get one signal from boone and one from kate ends up getting neither (laughs) yeah yeah just gotta push it off on somebody else delegation i'm telling you it's the world's best thing yeah so boone mike walton some other no names, whatever, but those are the big three. I don't know why you mentioned Wolf as a big three, but there you go. I guess, well, you know, he's a main character. I don't know why he comes. I guess because his dad goes and he brings his dog. Was it, what's the dog's name again? Vincent. Vincent, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know, not much with Vincent, surprisingly. You just kind of see him every so often. I feel like, he, I felt like he was going to be a much more. Important. Oh, yeah. I remember you say, I was, I was very sad that it would not, he was not a very big role at all. I've I haven't given up on that yet. I mean, mm-hmm. Vincent is on some of the posters for future seasons, so he's a good boy. Oh, that's why he's on some of the posters. He's the best he's boy. The boy. Yeah, okay. the best boy. Oh, the best boy. <laughs> we the third flashback now. No boy. Charlie is singing right there on stage concert, and we see him looking oh, mad at hold, Liam. Hold on, before before you go into that. Yes. Okay. Uh, it, it's. I think it's important that that I point out here that because I mentioned it earlier, Charlie's feeling useless, mm-hmm. right? And, and he he gets uh, he got it from Jack earlier, he got it from Hurley earlier, and now he gets it from Sawyer. Sawyer says, "You just keep doing whatever it is you do here." Oh yeah, I forgot it. I forgot to go over that in terms yeah. of. Uh, he asked for Kate specifically, and Sawyer's like, "I'll go handle it." They're in the forest. I'll go handle it, and yeah. yeah. Whatever it is you do here, yeah, you do whatever you do here. And like he's just slap in the face. So this is yeah. just more Charlie feeling useless. And then this is a flashback that is intentionally put here and very effective <laughs> in its placement. So. Oh yeah, great, great, great flashback placement. Ten out of ten, yeah. Lindell Huff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we see Charlie singing on stage. Uh, Liam's also singing, but Charlie looks mad at Liam and. I was able to surmise this, and I, I'm assuming you were too. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah, Liam is taking his lines, because whenever Charlie starts singing, Liam either keeps singing or he starts singing or takes his lines. And uh, Charlie confronts Liam on this. And Liam's just kind of like, so he's soaking up all the attention and media, and he's kind of pushing Charlie off, like, ah, don't worry about it, baby brother. Ah, we're good. We're doing it. And yeah. it just ends with him holding the... I think I, I think I concluded it was heroin. That's how he does. That's heroin. We're just gonna go. You know, they heroin. never they never named it, which mm-hmm. really surprised me. But I wonder if they 
couldn't name it because this was network television. Oh, it's like <laughs> because they never they they always just refer to it as the drugs. So I, I I mean I don't know I don't know what what kind of regulations are in place for it, but really that that was a little surprising to me. Yeah, I guess I, I'm sure they should be allowed to mention drugs on network TV, especially if he's doing drug use. Well, yeah. I, you are right. Maybe there's just like some special yellow tape, you know, just a stupid ruling. Yeah. But, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and we see Liam holding the drugs, closes the door with a girl, I think, and. That's in that flashback, but we really see Charlie yet again. Either feeling maybe not as much as useless because he's still kind of key to the band, but being pushed aside and I, yeah. I would say you know struck down from the size he was. Because when Liam was begging him to join, he's like, "You are needed near the pinnacle," and now Liam's like brushing him off, like, eh. "Yeah, I I don't know if he yet feels useless, <laughs> but I think he recognizes his diminishing utility." Yes, yeah, certainly, <laughs> and. and and that plays right into what we just saw. We just we see him feeling useless on the island, and we see his descent into uselessness in this flashback. Flashback. Yeah. Sorry. Anything else on the flashback? No, that's good. Right. So we come back to present time, and we get to see some nice subtle characterization on the part of Mike. Mike uh-huh. was part of construction. Yes, he was. <laughs> Actually, he says he was. <laughs> but Mike goes. Now, I, listen, I'm not part of construction or, like, engineering. I don't know how you can tell, like, the load-bearing on certain cave things just by looking at it. Like, yeah. How can, he, how can he tell what part of the cave is getting more load just from looking without knowing, like, the total weight above it? Maybe well, he can tell by the structure of it, and then, like, this is, like, an inefficient structure, and that there's a lot of ground above this for the structure compared to this. I, I don't know, I right? Th- I'm not... <laughs> There's a certain degree of hand waving here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I do love when you come because for the now for, for like a lot of this cave, it's there's always Mike commanding everyone around. I'm like, no, you can't do. It. We got to go around here. <laughs> can't have the caves collapse. Oh, the cave. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think this is just. I, I don't think you're meant to look that deep into it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, this, is, this is not a Saeed plan. That's right. <laughs> but but this is uh, the the purpose of this is to get the shot of Walt looking at him and just so impressed that his father has this skill. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I assume that's the purpose of this. I didn't think of it like that. I just thought it was just to give Mike some other facet. But yeah. Oh, I mean, I, and I, I hope I'm right about that, but I, I, I think they intentionally show Walt looking, <laughs> or the, Walt's reaction to Mike's plan. And I think they show that intentionally because they want to indicate that Walt, who previously didn't really have much, well, first of all, any knowledge of his father, but the, second of all, probably much respect for him, uh, now sees this and is like, whoa, he's taking charge. This is impressive. <laughs> maybe maybe my old man's all right. You know, so I, I think that was the intention there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think of it that way, but that's true. That, that, that probably is actually the reason why, or that's a really good reason why. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite words. Okay, well, anyway. So, Sawyer, <laughs> Sawyer somehow finds Sight and Kate, which, by the way, I don't know how Sawyer finds Sight and Kate in the jungle. I just, like, he's like, I- I'll go find them. They're in the jungle. And he and they're, they're actively walking in the jungle. Yes. And he finds them while they're walking. Because I think he get, finds them before they get 
Yeah, he gets to them before they get to the location. I guess maybe he, if he knew where the location was, he'd start going there himself. Yeah, and they did tell us where the location was. They didn't yeah. tell Square, though, so I'm not quite sure how he knew this. But, again, this is just, I think, some hand-waving. But, you know, he's just maybe he's a good it. tracker. You know, we'll see. Well, man, maybe that's a skill he has we didn't know. We'll see. Next is the bottom episode for Sawyer. We'll see what his yeah. skills are, what he yeah. did in the life prior for his tabula rasa. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so here comes deciding K K mean cold as ice is what I wrote. Oof. He is very mean to Sawyer. And Sawyer kind of pauses and just says he's here to help and does not give Charlie's message to Kate. Now oh. what went through your head when you saw Sawyer not give the message to Kate? And well, whose fault is it? Is it Sawyer's or do you think it's Kate's for being so mean okay. to Sawyer that he So that's that's a good question. I you know, I when when Kate received him that way, I kind of said to myself, "Oh, he's not going to tell her. He's now he's now he's going to like sour grapes. He's just going to hold on to it, <laughs> and, and because she was so mean to him. But it's not her fault. She didn't know that he was coming to give her this message, and he was a jerk to her earlier. So." Definitely. So I, I can't blame Kate for this. And, and I think that it does tell us a little bit about Sawyer's kind of pettiness. He's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it definitely, what it did for me, though, was it indicated that Sawyer cares a little more about what people think about him than he lets on. Oh, yeah. Sawyer is not the stone hard doesn't care what you think about him personality that he gives off to be he does care what people think about him yeah particularly kate and i don't know if that's a romantic thing although it seems like it is i think that he he has a romantic interest in her he's i mean he's alluded to it several times throughout the Mm -hmm. season so uh, i think that there's there's some of that but i think more than that is just for some reason he has a significant amount of respect for her you know he he goes to her to see what her decision she's going to make regarding the cave. And and he basically tells her that it's important that people are looking to her for advice on this matter. So I think that he has some respect for her and he has an attraction to her. And so for her particularly to cut him down like this hurts more than it would if say, you know, Locke cut him down. Mm -hmm. But we both, we both agree. He's definitely in the wrong here. Oh, absolutely. Should have definitely (laughs) told her that it's definitely, but you can see why he didn't. (laughs) Yes. And plus he's still here. Yeah. And I like that he didn't because it does give us this indication that there's more to him than he lets on because he does actually care what she thinks about him. Yeah. Oh, and then he gets, he gets his revenge. Good. Well, anyway, Mm -hmm. let's go on. We see, we, we, we cut back to Charlie and Locke. So Locke for a lot of this episode, now at first, I thought when the cave, um, cave in, there you go, that's the word, cave in, happened, Locke would also be there helping, but he doesn't really care to help all that much. Because, well, well, he, he does say, in his own way. He, well, he does say, he does say, well, there's a lot of people there, okay, and, um, and he, he's skinning a boar, right, you know, someone's yeah. gotta get food, he's, he's providing, so he's doing work, he's definitely doing work, this whole episode's just kind of Locke off with this boar, it's getting, and it probably is a whole day's work, right? It's getting a whole boar and whatever else goes yeah. into it. Yeah. So Locke's doing that. But anyway, Charlie comes to Locke 
while he's killing the boar. And he's there as a great citizen of this island, trying to make sure everyone that is capable of helping is aware of this cave-in. So as the good citizen he is, he goes to Locke and tells him, Hey, there's a cave-in, Locke. Just make sure you should know. I want you to be aware. I really want to make sure you're aware. And Locke, for whatever reason, says his intentions are drug-related. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but... That's that's what Locke jumps to. I think that's a bit of a jump, but anyway. But he's right. Yeah, he's not a bit of a jump. It is not. It is not a jump at all. He's certainly there for drugs. Or for that's like drugs. you're being paranoid. Not if I'm right. I'm not. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. And by the way, we this is this is negligent on our part. We did not mention in the previous scene between Locke and Charlie that Locke gives Charlie this ultimatum i i'm gonna hold on to your drugs you've asked me for them once i'm telling you no oh did we not go over the three strikes rule we didn't oh. we didn't uh and if you but if you ask me for them three times on that third time i will give you the drugs so why is three strikes and you're out like why is that is that because of baseball well, or did baseball take well why, why is I, three I strikes think, the magical number I don't, I don't think that john locke is making a baseball reference no certainly not Believe this it or not, a society thing. I was just another, why is three strikes. This, this is another biblical reference, I think. Oh, okay. So, so in this, the story in the Bible goes at the, at the Last Supper. This is Jesus having supper with his disciples, and mm-hmm. he says to Peter, who is his basically his right hand man, like the, the number one apostle, uh, he says to him, "Before this night is over, you will deny me three times." So before the before the cock crows uh, at dawn, you will deny me three times. And sure enough, later in the episode, Peter gets separated from the group. Jesus has been taken for for judgment by Pontius Pilate, and uh, Peter is among this group of people who recognize him as one of the disciples of Jesus. And they say, "You're one of his disciples." And he says, "No, I'm not." And, and no, you, you are. I I know that's that's you. No, no, it's not me. You have mistake. You've made a mistake. No, you're his disciple. I know it. No, it's not. So he denies Jesus three times. And then upon denying him three times, he he, he feels like just overwhelmed by guilt. And it kind of uh, galvanizes his faith in Jesus after that. So this this is a biblical reference, I think, that you're, you're going to deny the drugs three times. You, you have three chances <laughs> to deny, deny the drugs. So Okay. Oh, that's a good reference. Then Lindelof will give you that one. <laughs> also be baseball I, that's what i'm guessing you know, this, <laughs> this is this is my interpretation i i assume that's what it is i i'm just always with john locke from this point forward from well not from this point from previous points forward through the entire season series uh i'm just looking for biblical allusions in john locke so <laughs> fair enough yeah so okay so you asked him for the drugs and this is where the title of the episode the moth starts Really? By the way, this is the second time he's asked him, and John yes. Locke makes second the strike. Tell him this is the second time you've asked me. Last time, and you win or you lose. I mean, kind of up to your viewpoint. The next on it. time, <laughs> I will give you the drugs. Yeah, I will hand you the drugs. Yes, mm-hmm. and Locke gives him. She so gave him the boar as like a metaphor, simile, whatever you want to call it. Last time, this time it's a cocoon. Yep. Shows it to him, Charlie. What is this? Oh, it's a cocoon. What's in this cocoon? A butterfly? No, 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 no. Even better. A moth. Yep. <laughs> Stronger, faster moth. And yep. the moth right now, there's a little hole in there. He's struggling to get out. 
And I could help him. I could use my knife and I could cut it open a little more and then the moth can get out. But he won't be strong enough. Struggle is nature's way of strengthening it. Mm-hmm. And he, he tells that to Charlie. Pretty much implying that, you know, Charlie, you have to struggle <laughs> to get yep. stronger. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's a good... Um, I, I understand what you mean by hand-holding this episode. Yeah, I, this this I'm okay with because yeah. Charlie needs this. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that too. This this is not the one. This is not where I said okay. That's that's a bridge too far. This this one I I actually really liked this because Locke needs to explain to Charlie why he's doing this first of all and why it's important second of all. And this is a good way to do it. I I was I was fine with this. I like this. So. Uh... Anything else on that? Charlie getting a second strike? Well, I mean, the second strike is, is important, sure. But I think that Charlie, this is important to Charlie because he now realizes what Locke is trying to do. He's trying to make him stronger. He he mm-hmm. can he could destroy the drugs, but then Charlie would still be weak because he didn't make that choice. Yeah, he still wants them. Or yeah, he, didn't, he didn't make the choice, though. Yeah, that's a yeah. big part. We cut back. To the cave and creep, and I, I, I don't know if you picked up on this. And they finally get, they're finally able to hear Jack. And he says two things first. You know the order and what the first two things he says are. No, I actually must have missed this all altogether. So go ahead. So when Jack answers, he says he's pinned. But then he says, "Oh yes." And then he's he mentions Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, but Charlie was here. Char- all he says was Charlie was in here with me. Yes, exactly. Charlie was in here with me. It, and then they tell him that Charlie's okay. He got out. Yeah. But that, you know, that, you know, pretty quick on. I guess it wasn't the first thing he said, but it was the second thing he said. Pretty, pretty quick afterward. He mentions Charlie going to saviorship thing. Yeah, <laughs> very it's just very complex. Very, very, very quick on. He asks, or he just puts in the quip of, "Charlie's also in here, guys." But yep. Charlie's already good, but Jack hadn't been thinking about it. Yeah, he said about his pin thing first, but that's fair enough. Good on Jack. That's about it. Yeah. Well, this is this is not anything unexpected. I don't think. No, nothing unexpected. Just something I thought was interesting yeah. to know. Good plays into his character well. Yeah. Keep it up well. He certainly is a savior complex. So here we have Saeed, Kate Sawyer. Uh, they give then Sawyer's here to help. They give him the antenna. Tell him to climb up the tree with the. Um, Sawyer's like, okay, I guess I'll do it. Whatever, and he goes off to do it. Then Saeed goes to leave to get to his last leg of the journey, and he tells Kate to watch out for Sawyer. I don't trust him with you. Yeah. What do you glean from that? Why, why does Saeed say that? Well, I think Saeed has picked up on the fact that Sawyer is attracted to Kate mm-hmm. and doesn't want to leave her alone. Although I think Saeed is severely underestimating Kate which is a little insulting probably. And say Kate says as much, she says, I can handle it, which mm-hmm. I, I think pretty clearly she can, mm-hmm. but I think that's, that's what it is. He, he doesn't trust that Sawyer won't try something untoward toward Kate. Yeah, that's fair enough. So we go back to the cave and scene. They've somehow made a hole. Maybe they just moved some rocks and the hole was already there, but there's a, so there's a hole to Jack, and they yep. have to get someone in there to unpin him. And it seems like it's going to be Michael. He's 
offering himself up to go. And Charlie, much like the Hunger Games, uh, I can't remember ever. Offers himself as tribute. Katniss. Yeah, yeah, Katniss. There you go, Katniss Evergreen yeah. or whatever. Yeah, offers himself. Ever, ever Dean. Evergreen, ever Dean. Same thing. Okay. Every day. All right. Fine. <laughs> Charlie nominates himself. <laughs> I missed the Brunim on both fronts. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Evergreen. Catherine Evergreen. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta do the right. Both no. are closed, but that's a car. Anyway, yeah, Charlie comes, he nominates himself, and he cites the biggest reason of there's no one to worry about him, really. Mike's got his kid, uh, Sun and Jin are yep. a couple, and yep. Boone has a sister. Yeah. He's got no one with him on the island. He's good to go. He'll nominate himself. Why do you think Charlie... I mean, I know why you're going to say why Charlie nominates himself. There's the yeah. reason why. He's felt useless this whole time. Yeah, he needs to feel useful, first of all. Second of all, he just got this speech from Locke about strength and, and being strengthened, and he views this as a way to strengthen himself. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more about making himself feel useful. No, definitely. Yeah. But I, yeah, but I don't think there's... I think the strength thing's also on the die as well but yeah definitely he wants to just feel useful for the most part i think yeah that's about it there and we jump back kate and sawyer here's where we here's where we see sawyer get you know revenge is best served cold and sawyer you Oof. know he's he's relishing this it, i say he relishes that he didn't really smile though he just kind of oh he it. clearly enjoyed it though but yeah oh yeah definitely he stabbed yeah. the knife twisted it Kate is stressed about Saeed, like, getting... She's worried overall about this antenna thing. And then yep. Sawyer brings up Jack, right? You know, why do you fancy the doctor, man? He, you know, kind of jokes yeah. about her for a bit. Uh, um, If he survived a few more weeks, then we'd see we're more alike. Kate's like, if! What? And then he's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I forgot to mention he's buried in a cave right now. <laughs> and then Kate immediately like runs up and I think gives him the bottle rocket and just bolts. And Sawyer's just left there. I don't. Yeah, look at like I said. I don't know if he smiles, but he definitely. I mean, very purposeful with all this. No, definitely without revenge. without a doubt. So Sawyer's definitely yucking it up. Uh, it shows Sawyer's character, but I don't know in what way. Definitely a bad thing to do. He's definitely the bad guy in the situation. Oh, absolutely. But is he a villain? I definitely won't say he's a villain. I just think he's someone that got flamed and he wanted to get some revenge. Yeah, I think that I think he's hurt, which mm-hmm. is a, a human thing. It's 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 good that he can feel that. Now, we haven't ever really talked about this, but I've kind of seen it as it goes on. Do you think there's a especially because. Uh, Sawyer feels something towards Kate that there's this tension between Jack and Sawyer, like this a- animosity, right? Yep. Sawyer doesn't like Jack because Kate likes Jack, or they like each other. Jack likes Kate back, so he doesn't like Jack for that reason. They've they've had their, they've never really been on the same page, really, right? Back no. when back to the Marshall news round, they they were the two opposite viewpoints. Jack's like at all costs, he lives. Sawyer's like, nah, dude, not not practical. They, yep. They've always been at ends. They've never really been a team. Yep. So, I, do you think that also plays into this decision? Like, if it was someone Sawyer liked more, which I don't, I don't know if Sawyer really likes that many people on the island, but if it was someone he didn't dislike as much as Jack, I wonder if he would have done this as well. Uh, I think, it, I, I, I personally, I think it has more to do with Kate than Jack. Okay, yeah. 
Um, I, I think sort of. that that Kate is someone that he has regard for in multiple ways, and yeah. it's because it's coming from her because the hurt came from her. Uh, it hurts even more, mm-hmm. and so he, that that sting is kind of forcing him into this situation. Not forcing him because he certainly <laughs> yeah, has, he's not forced. He has a choice, but no choice. You've heard it here live. No choice. He was forced to do it. No. no. <laughs> what other play do you do? He's been forced into this alley, and he's got to keep it a lie. Keep, keep it a lie? The dogs are coming. What dogs? Penguins swim at night. Okay. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost me. <laughs> and that's the TV show Lost. We're right back on topic now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Charlie flashback, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Charlie flashback. Aleem's in a room with women. Charlie comes in, tells all the women to, you know, get out, get out, and you talk to him. You know, they leave. Yep. And he's like, Liam, you missed rehearsal. You missed sound check. What are you doing? And yep. Liam's like, I, uh, we have a show. I love a show. We have a show tonight. And Charlie's, yep. Charlie gives the word, the promise they made. We walk away. And yep. Liam goes off on him. And this is definitely another useless Oof. thing here where he's just like, I'm the face of Drive Shaft, you know. I am you're just drive a, shaft. you're just also another of course the bass player was his to short in the stick, but he's like, You're just the bass player, da 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 boo boo, stick your head in it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Makes yeah. fun of him for being the bass player. Yep. Whatever. Leave, walk away, who cares? And I'm the voice. I'm Drive Shaft. And yeah. he walks out, he storms out. Well, hold on. He's because he he really digs the knife in oh. when he says, "If you're not in the band, what the bloody hell use? Oh yes. <laughs> what the what the what the bloody hell use are you? So here it is again, Charlie being made to feel useless. Oh, that yeah, I forgot about that line. Yes, that yeah. is a very direct line. Oh yeah. So he feels useless even more than he ever has, and so as he feels useless, he starts using. <laughs> oh yeah what uh did you think about that one or did you <laughs> well yeah of course i did <laughs> yeah. But, uh, good, yeah good line yeah so it appears we don't actually see him doing it but he picks up the drugs and he starts crying and looks and it appears in the moment of weakness he did use yeah and, yeah i didn't i didn't love the idea that he started using because of this yeah i wish someone, if someone like offered him drugs or something then I, I mean, would have been more fine with that. I'm but, sure that Liam has plenty of times offered him drugs. Yeah, but, but he probably said no. Okay, I would have been okay if like he felt weak and maybe one another like band member or something offered him drugs and like you know now he's upset in a moment of weakness. Then he says yes. But the, the idea of like you're upset and you see the drugs thing on the table that you feel to use them, like I don't know. I guess yeah. I'm, I guess I haven't been in a similar situation, but no, I haven't either. And so <laughs> I think that's that's probably coloring my view here. But and, and it's maybe it's very likely that this is exactly how it would go down. But it seems to me like he's, this is something that he's rallied against for so long. It seems unlikely that he would start using as a way to get Coper escape the user. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. You got another line in there. Okay. No, that, I mean, that wasn't, wasn't intentional, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that, that, seems unlikely but but maybe it maybe it's more likely than i think it is i i i not i'm not ready to pass judgment on this situation because i haven't been in it so i'll, I'll give it a acceptable enough 
fine or not. Yeah, it's fine. It's not. This does not make or break the episode for me. Yeah, it's fine enough. Mm-hmm. So now we see Charlie crawling through the hole, and uh, another miniature kind of cave-in happens for this mini hole now. Charlie gets in with Jack. And Kate runs in, arrives, asks where Jack and the, the cave-in crew, you know, Dig Out Squad, they're all kind of like sitting there meandering away thinking because you know another cave just happened they're stressed and they don't know if they're alive they, they can't hear them anymore they have no way of knowing and kate gets right to digging she's <laughs> she she rallies the troops back to yeah digging again, and how, how do you think mike feels is mike okay with this <laughs> that she just frantically starts digging I, yeah I, that's, that's what i thought too like he was complaining so much about structural inter- integrity she just yeah. runs and starts digging <laughs> He's like, wait. Or, like, I thought he'd be like, wait, we're sitting slowly. Make sure there's structural integrity. Yeah. <laughs> this this is just, I think, another indicator that it really doesn't matter that Mike was in construction. It was just a moment for him to have with Walt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. No, I never thought. I like, to, I like to think he's part of construction and, like, he understands, like, you know, more than I do about structural integrity. But, like, he was making all that up about the cave. And I was like, this right here, we, that strong. <laughs> with this. We just, like, he's just saying stuff and then just saying, but we gotta dig the hole right here. I mean, you might be right. It did collapse after all. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, I, did, I like to imagine that more. That's a good one. Yeah, but I did, I did make the note that Charlie, as he escapes into the cave, it, it he does crawl into the cave and it looks a, a lot like a moth climbing out of a cocoon. So oh, I didn't think of it like that. Eh. I, I was fine with that. Yeah. It's the next one that I'm not so fine with. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, Let's yeah. Okay, so uh, we see Charlie. He brought some water with him. Uh, yeah. Finds Jack. Helps to unpin Jack. But Jack's shoulder needs to be relocated. And Jack, as always, uh, has to get people to help. <laughs> Just like the first episode where uh kate had a stitch yep. up jack and he's like just do it you can do it i believe in you same thing with charlie you know, i yep. believe in you you can do it and charlie does do it successfully how painful like i've heard people talking about getting their shoulder relocating in place and they say it's very painful i've heard of doctors yeah uh what's it pretending like they're just looking at your shoulder and if you're like pretty calm they'll just relocate <laughs> like while well, they're just pretending oh, to be yeah. like looking at it Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it's extremely painful. That's gotta be super painful. Yeah, and the idea of knowing it's about to happen, like as Jack, like one, two, three, go. Ah, oh god, yep. definitely like the surprise more. But Jack, uh, <laughs> not me. Hard as nails. It's interesting that you say that. I, I because I, you know, when I have blood drawn, I, I want to watch the needle go in. I want to. My eye is on it <laughs> the entire time. I want to know exactly when it's starting and when it's stopping my, Why? my the exact opposite she looks away she wants to be surprised when i was a little kid i used to be really bothered by it. now i don't really i mean i don't really i guess i'd rather not look at the needle entering me <laughs> I mean, oh i absolutely want. why why do you want to look well, at the needles I, entering I want i want to know when it's happening because i don't want to jump and then that's when you really get hurt <laughs> well why are you gonna jump because do you just jump yeah, randomly? Do you sit either. down? Do you sit down to do some work? You start jumping around every so often. No, no, Kurt. There, there's a needle sticking into your arm. I I know it's coming, but if I don't see it enter the skin, I'm afraid that I will jump. Yes, flinch or jump or not literally jump out of my seat, but, but flinch, flinch, flinch from where, where 
the the needle goes into the wrong spot and then then <laughs> where are we so i want to see it go i want to know when it's going in so i can brace myself and be ready oh okay so you want to okay i, I see you want you want to brace yourself yeah doctors three secrets doctors hate about them or something i forgot how those <laughs> three yeah. these three secrets doctors hate to hear about which three secrets? I don't know. That's the three secrets. You have to click on the news article. Oh, oh. So it's just <laughs> Some like... of those fishing news articles. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Jumping. The, the next scene's a flashback, too, I think, right? It is. It's the last flashback, I believe. Yep. Yeah, it is the last one. This is where this we see Liam. This, is, this surprised me, I have this, to say. This is, yeah, this is a surprising one. So, yeah, for a lot of the battle episodes, we kind of see what brings them to Australia and what's going on. So this is clearly right before he gets back on the flight towards America because he's here, uh, knocks on the door, Liam makes a thing, uh, notes to say, oh, what are you doing in Sydney, Australia? Oh, yeah. This is why Um, Charlie was in Sydney. Yeah, now we know Charlie's reasoning for why he was on the plane and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he's saying Los Angeles is, which LAX is where he said the flight's going, Los Angeles is apparently where the deal what happened if Liam joined back? I don't know if he was trying to like still get it to go through without Liam. But anyway, Liam seems to be a straight family man now. We see the daughter, uh, yeah. and they won't book Drive Shaft without Liam. Charlie's trying to convince him to join the band, uh, and Liam, you know, cites, oh, you know, he missed his daughter's birth, uh, and he doesn't want to go back. He doesn't want to use anymore, and he kind of talks down on Charlie. He's like, "You're still using, aren't you?" Huh. Why are you using? How dare you keep using? They, but then he tries to help him. It's like, stay with me. You know, yeah. we, me and Karen will help you uh, get off of it. There's a lot of great facilities here in Australia. But Charlie just really wants him to come back and join the band. But Liam won't have it. He just doesn't want that anymore. And Charlie eventually just storms off. Yeah. Why do you feel about this? Do you think Liam is, well, he definitely seems like a much better guy. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's significantly changed, and this, I mean, this is an intentional and complete role reversal. This is a mirror image of the scene outside the church, <laughs> oh, but yeah. the roles are reversed. It's 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 the same scene. So I I really I I like the scene a lot. I, Charlie I, even cites it. He I think he even goes like, "Oh, you asked me." Yep. Yeah. So this is so I like that. I really like that a lot. And and I I like that Liam is domesticated now, and that's that's all very interesting. Uh, I'm not sure how Charlie booked a tour for Drive Shaft without that that apparently starts immediately because he's on his way to Los Angeles um, without having Liam on board. Maybe he just faked that Liam was on board. Be faked? Well, maybe it wasn't starting immediately, but. Uh the negotiations were occurring in Los Angeles, so he's going back there, and maybe there's, like, whoever's hosting the tour. I don't know how band stuff works, so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Maybe Charlie lives in Los Angeles, because he seemed surprised he was in Sydney, Australia, so maybe Charlie just lives there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I don't think Charlie lives there. I think Liam lives there, obviously, but but I think that Charlie came to get Yeah. Liam. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, meant, I, meant, I meant Charlie lives, might live in Los Angeles, and Liam lives in Australia. So that's, that's possible, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, could be. I don't know where he lives, though. Yeah. Drive Shaft member, wild one. 
Yeah, but I, but I mean, I like I like this. I, I I like the that role reversal. I think that's really that's good storytelling. It's, yeah, that's it, pretty cool. And it's a stark one too. It's not like you see Liam changing. No, you see Liam at like his absolute worst or nadir, and then just I, flip the script. He's now. If you still met him now, he's a pretty good guy. I think he's trying. Yeah, to I mean, I did. I wasn't stuff. sure it was him until he called Charlie his younger brother. <laughs> or no, Charlie says I, I'm visiting my older brother. All the glasses, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, man. Liam, Liam just had bad eyesight the whole time. He just really getting to him. He couldn't see things from far away, but the second he got some nice glasses, he was able to see again. That was the problem. That was the problem. So, <laughs> anything else on that flashback? No. Okay, so we'll cut back. Uh, so Jack and Charlie kind of have a bit of a heart-to-heart, and we've had Locke. Uh, he was the one kind of helping Charlie through his withdrawal. And by that, I was just kind of go for walks and Ask mm-hmm. me if you want, but ask me too much and I'll give you your drugs back. Yep. Jack reveals he knows, you know, he's going through a draw. Asked him when his last fix was. It's been a day and a half. Mm-hmm. And Jack is saying how he could have helped. And Jack appreciates. Charlie cites, oh, you just think I'm useless, blah, blah, blah. But Jack tells him, I appreciate that you came in for me. You know what I mean? And I will, yeah. I'll remember this. Charlie's like, for the rest of your life. For the rest of our lives, yeah. Yeah, rest of our lives. Yeah. But, and we get a little, Charlie talks about how he used to be religious, and this reminds me of confession, kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little bit more, well, Charlie sees a moth, and it cuts uh, it cuts away. Uh, before, before I continue on that, I want to talk about uh, Jack, any, anything to talk about with Jack and Charlie before the whole moth stuff occurs. Well, this is, this is just in the completion of the arc that Charlie's felt useless the whole episode, and here is here's Jack being the savior again and, and making <laughs> feel useful. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You can see it. I mean, he legitimately has been useful. Yeah, I mean, very useful. He brought him water in his dying time. He's like, thank you. We will both die together now, but you've brought me water. I can die. Well, not that just brought me water. But he gave him hope. You know, he, he yeah. brought him. He, he I'm, I'm teasing it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, he did help him out. And then we see the moth. We get a quick cutback to Kate, you know, working hard. And Mike's like, oh, Kate, you need to take a break. and die soon. And Kate just bulldogging her way through. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just further evidence that, yeah. that there's more to the Kate-Jack relationship than just respect and admiration and friendship. Like, there's... I think Kate would do that for anyone. I think it's because now there's two, not one You think Kate would have done that for anyone? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think there's anyone else she would have left that tree for other than Jack. Fair enough. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, definitely something going on there. But now we see the moth. So this is where this this is the moth that Angus sees. Charlie yeah, sees yeah, the yeah. moth. And now Jack does Jack actually see the moth? I think he just says where. I don't know if Jack actually ever sees the moth, so No, I mean it was behind him. Oh, okay. So there's something to be noted that maybe the moth was never real. That's I think it, I think it probably was. Uh, there's nothing to say it was because only Charlie saw it and he's going through a withdrawal. So definitely could be yeah. him. Like you thought with the boar earlier. Could just been some yeah, and, and that idea of a moth has been incepted from earlier. So okay. it's very possible that, that this is a hallucination. But this hallucination very much so helps him because it goes up and... Charlie realizes, oh, words are flying to you. He sees some light, and he starts 
kind of realize they're pretty close to the surface it turns out so it's able to start you know digging and moving some small mad dirt and leaves mm-hmm. and then they return out of the cave and they perform what is called the flanking maneuver to get behind the people part of the cave and digging crew oh my god all right but before, before <laughs> this the, like this is this is the part of the episode that knocked it down from a nine to an eight for me so why is that why did this moth this, this not the moth it wasn't the moth itself it's just the idea that they 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 could have got it like they just didn't realize no it was the visual of the hand coming out of the <laughs> ground and you know pushing the stuff aside and then climbing out of it if that visual wasn't there i would have liked the episode so much more but it's why? like why did that upset you seeing that they got out of the cave no because it's it's clearly meant to represent charlie who was cocooned in this cave <laughs> you now strong enough to emerge from the cocoon as this beautiful strong moth like I actually liked that. Why didn't you like that? You, you thought yeah. that was too much? I, I thought it was too much. Right. Like, we, I get the metaphor. I get it. He's in a cave. The moth was in a cocoon. He's emerging from the cave. The moth emerges from the cocoon. I just, like, the the seeing of it, the sh- the visual of it was like, oh, you're really hitting me over the head with this. Like, I, I've gotten the metaphor. The metaphor was right there the entire time. What about that sick <laughs> flanking maneuver they performed? I was less interested in the flanking maneuver. They got they got behind him. They had the they had the sneak attack opportunity right there. I, I think you're you're probably a little too focused on that. <laughs> like, Amazing positioning by the, Jack and Charlie. The the interesting part of this is the that Ma, the Charlie has undergone his metamorphosis and is now a moth. Yeah, now, now he is faster, strong. But. He's better I, just, I just didn't need to see it. I think, you know, there's a moth, oh, there's light, and then if the next scene is them flanking them, flanking the, the, the diggers. The flanking maneuver, yes. Yeah, that, then I'm, I'm I like this episode. I give this episode a nine at that point. Okay. So Showing me the hand emerging from the ground. like, oh, like a... Yeah, I got it. You didn't need to show me. <laughs> wow. Okay, fair enough. So, Kate gives Jack a Big hug, just by a Sissel case soldier. You know, it's like ah, uh, big hug, and Char- Jack cites Charlie for helping them get out. Everyone congratulates him, like oh, good work, good work, man. And Charlie's really happy because you know he's felt useless, and you know it feels good. Anything, anything else to say on that? No, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I, I I'm shocked <laughs> that Kate and Jack don't kiss right there. That, that's like well, not right there. There's there's a scene where I, yeah, it definitely could have been a kiss scene later. I think. I mean, how could it not be? Which it's when they're on the fire and like gives her this gives him this. Well, thing. that's like there's more time to think there. This is like passion, heat of the moment. How do you not kiss each other there? Oh, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. So Saeed, so we see Saeed. You know, he's at his position. He lights his rocket. He goes, and this. I mean, this is definitely a sweating moment for the viewer as well because. Know, situational irony or traumatic I forget which it is but we know that no longer is it Boone and Kate it is Sawyer and Shannon on yeah. the other sides and Sawyer obviously doesn't know what he's worried too so he lights his rocket we look 
We see Shannon. She didn't even notice the rock. Oh my god. <laughs> the lady she's talking to notices the rock and she's like, oh crap, runs over and lights her rocket. So Shannon I thought does she, she was gonna screw that up. Oh me too. When she was yeah. looking that way, it's like, oh Good my for god, her. Shannon. But oh, Shannon does it. And then it's the wait for Sawyer, right? Because we know what Sawyer has done. Is he going to um sabotage this? But Right. I and I fully yeah. expected him to sabotage it. Yeah, well, even even when I saw the rocket go, I'm wondering, well, is it still gonna work? You know, he might just not turn on the antenna, but but it goes off, and that that's definitely a sigh of relief knowing that it goes off at least. And so yeah. then, you now they all turn on. Supposedly, we see the transceiver uses it, and it connects. He, Saeed receives the signal. Oh yeah. And then, Saeed just goes to sleep. He just gets so tired, he just falls asleep. Yeah, it was, like it was him falling asleep. Yeah. He just falls asleep, and then he comes this back. was shocking to me. This yeah. Is- oh yeah, it, it's very shocking because you. This is not like the other episode where it's kept. So I don't want to say the word subverting expectations anymore, but you definitely like you're you're like oh no is especially Sawyer Shannon too. But once we see Shannon getting to it, it's more about is Sawyer gonna play yep. along here? And once he receives the signal, we're like oh he's done it, yay Saeed! And then he gets knocked out. Yep. So yep. I will tell you, I will tell you immediately because obviously you're gonna wonder who, what, where, what, or you know what has knocked out Saeed. It is not revealed in the next episode. It's not revealed for quite a few episodes, but it is revealed in season one. I will tell you that. Are you whatever? Kidding me? Not whatever. In the next episode. It's not in the next episode. I will tell you that right now. Are You're you gonna flip with that. Me? But you will know. You will know who knocked out Saeed. I will tell you well, that. I I would assume so, but you will get to know. But I, I we we need to speculate a little bit. Okay. So, uh, I think that there's a reason why they don't show us Sawyer launching the rocket. We see Shannon. We don't see Sawyer. So I think that it's designed to put into your head that it was Sawyer who clubbed him. But, I mean, you're going to go with this? Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> he was there clubbing Saeed, then who set off the rocket? Exactly. So can so, it be Sawyer? Uh, the writers know that, too. They, exactly. They're, so, they're intentionally making it look like it's Sawyer, but at the same time, they give direct evidence how he can't be Sawyer, unless, you know, Sawyer do something else. And there's other people on the island, obviously. So... Well, there are other people on the island, but I think, I mean, I I'm got, went through here and I I think everybody's accounted for, except for Claire and Rose. I don't think it was Claire and Rose. <laughs> people are accounted for, but let's, let's. But so, so I, then I asked myself, all right, well, it had to be someone who knew that Syed was going to be up there. Mm-hmm. The only people who knew, as far as I know, are Sawyer, Boone, Shannon, Kate, and Jack. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that. Kate and Jack are are in the cave. We see them together. We know that Shannon set off her flare. We know that Sawyer's flare went off. I, and I'm pretty sure we see Boone in the cave there too. So I, I think all of everybody who knew, I think, is accounted for. The only other person I'm trying to think that's is there anyone that's not accounted for. Um, yeah, I think see Boone. Do we see Locke in the cave? So this is the so then I thought okay maybe. It, Maybe it was Locke, but then well, Locke I, doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, Locke doesn't even know about this. But then on top of that, he's been skinning the boar the whole time. We do see him in the cave, fanning the, the cooking the boar. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I don't think that you get from the cave to the top of that mountain and back to the cave. <laughs> we also don't know the time gap. Like I don't know, you know, the the time gap between all this stuff. Well, I, I I'm but, yeah, fair ruling, enough. I'm ruling out Locke on that basis. So so. Obviously, Sawyer looks like the main thing. You know, it might not be any of the people. It could be someone well, you haven't I, met I, or some yeah, to, thing. Quite honestly, well, I, I'm sure it's a person. I mean, they showed hands. <laughs> um, so, but the, I, my 
number one suspect is someone we don't even know. So the number one suspect is someone we don't even know. Yeah. So I think you know it's like uh, if you're if you're placing bets, you can choose you know Sawyer, Boone, uh, Jack, Kate, Shannon, Locke, Charlie, or somebody else. My, my, somebody money, else. my money would be on somebody else. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna say anything else because I don't want to. No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will see it in the first season. I didn't guarantee. As for the monster thing, you remember that that creature thing? But I don't think the creatures. The beast the though? No, no, no. I'm not saying it clubbed, but do you remember that beast thing that like hasn't yeah. come up in so long, right? It's been a while. Uh, well, I will tell you, they do, they do tell you, explain that it, it. You do get closure on it, but it's not for. You won't even get it in this first season, I believe, and I don't even know if you get it in the second season. No, that's fine. I'm fine with that. But yeah, he, he's gone now. It looks like maybe he's not. We'll see. But you will eventually learn about the beast as well. Uh, so okay, we're back to the cave, yep. and we're yeah, we stay at the cave actually for the rest of this. Uh, so Jack lies. Uh lies to Hurley that Charlie has the flu and Hurley's like, oh, are you okay? And, you know, they share a little smile. So, Charlie's got two people helping him. He's got Locke and he's got Jack. So, you know, that's nice for him. Yep. Uh, Charlie looks at Locke and wants to stretch his legs. So, when when this happens, what do you think Charlie's gonna do? So, do you think Charlie's beat it? Or oh, do you think he's gonna... So, I, I really... I I have to say... I was very surprised when he asked for the drugs the third time. Okay. That, you, we'll talk about that right now. Cause yeah. Everything else is small. So. Yeah, that surprised me. Uh, I, I really thought when he went over there, he was he was strengthening his resolve. I would have loved it if Charlie went back to music if he gave up. and re- If he did that, I would have... This episode would have got like a 10 out of 10 for me. Just because this whole time, they're like, Charlie's beat it, he's done it, and then he still cracks in the end. Yeah, that I mean that certainly would have been something, but I would have loved that. I, I I really liked this because it surprised me enough that he asked for the third time because that at least to Locke meant that he was gonna start using it again. And I yeah. really thought that Locke he, even like gave him like another it's like you're sure I'm gonna give him to you. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. And, and, and they really hammered home this metamorphosis idea so <laughs> I, I i that surprised me a lot so that so that surprised me enough that i was able to be s- doubly surprised when he threw them in the fire okay so and yeah. but but the best really so that that that's not what you see i when i first watched this episode i i was like he's because they showed the fire they were like both looking towards the fire i'm like he's gonna throw it in the fire that's what he's gonna do and they did it you knew john locke couldn't walk but you didn't know he's gonna throw it in the fire you're a, you're a strange man to be, Mister Cell. I mean, I I thought it was an option. Yeah. Fair. Oh, okay. But okay. But I I didn't think that's where they were going with that. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So that's so that. But that was fine. But we're burying the lead here. Oh yeah. The most important thing. <laughs> it's not at all. But <laughs> is is. John Locke is so proud. I know he says, "I'm so proud of you, Charlie," <laughs> like a father it's to a son. <laughs> but before he even said it, I paused it to write down, "Locke is so proud," <laughs> and then I unpaused it. <laughs> he says, "I'm so proud of you." Charlie. 
just the way. He really, he really just comes out of the scissor. Oh man! No hiding, and then Charlie just has this great smile look. He sees another moth and cuts the black. But it's the end. Let's go back a little into the cave. Okay. Just, just you know, they always like to tie things up at the end of the episode. Just like every like little character quickly and they're quick saying. So uh, we see Walt. He's like, Dad, I want to live in the cave, and we see Mike looking at some. So we didn't yep. hear an answer, but uh, you know, we can yeah. resume an answer there. So it looks like two from Team Beach Boys have joined Cave Squad. Yeah, I think so. Good for Cave Squad. Uh, Kate gives Jack a sling. Says she will return to see Saeed at the beach in the morning, which so many questions on Saeed. Let's see what oh. happens next episode. It's a that's a huge questions. Yep. But that that to me, if, if there's any time for like, them to kiss, I think right there at that fire, because look, it even panned out. Like I thought, I was like, they're clearly doing it on purpose. I I think it's funny, but it's I I I don't know. I think that it's it's <laughs> it's so obvious. I just don't understand why they haven't done it yet. I don't know. It is what it is. They haven't been on any dates or anything, you know. It's just yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. gotta take your time. So, any any like overarching questions in regards to this episode? Well, I, the the big the big thing is just who hit Saeed. Yeah, Saeed. Yeah. We we talked about that. You think it's someone that we haven't met yet? I also, do. yeah. What's gonna happen to Saeed next episode? Because uh, well, we don't know who hit him. You know, Saeed's definitely... You don't just get knocked out, and then Saeed's just not going to come back and be like, well, it appears I've been knocked out while I was doing that. So, everything's okay, though, guys. <laughs> I just I just got hit unconscious. So, yeah. no need to worry about it. So, Saeed's definitely just going to... You know... Maybe not rattle him, but he's going to be like, someone knocked me out. <laughs> Something happened yeah. to me. People, yeah. what's going on here? Exactly. Uh, by the way, I want to I want to offer this as a possible last image that I think would have made this episode amazing and just put it way over the top as maybe the best episode in the season so far. Wow, it goes from an eight to the best. What is that? Oh, it would it would go from an eight to at least a nine, maybe a ten if this if this were in it. The, what's the last thing we've seen this episode? We see Charlie's face. Charlie's face at the fire, having thrown the drugs in, right? I, I that, no, he's looking at the moth. I think it's one of the two. He's looking at right. There's there is a moth, right? If the moth had gotten eaten by a bird or bat, <laughs> how good would that have been? <laughs> when you see his face go to dread. He's like, Whoa. no, no, no. Charlie doesn't see it. Only we see it. Oh, like he turns to look away, and then like the moth just gets eaten by a bird or something. Yes. How amazing would that be? <laughs> oh, really foreboding. <laughs> oh, that would have been delightful, but <laughs> but we don't we don't see that. So. No, no, that would have been good. That's I think another one would have been like a knocked out Saeed in the forest or something. Or yeah, jungle as well. I would like seeing that. Yeah, but really, I love this episode. The only, my only gripe with it is is that crawl out of the cave. That like, I get it. He's the moth climbing out, climbing out of the cocoon. I got it. I don't. I don't know. I, I it was something about. I guess I just didn't care a lot about Charlie's drug use, like saga. 
Like, I just didn't care about his story all that much. And a lot of this is his story. So I just kind of gave it a 6 out of 10 because like, I don't really care about his story. And I didn't care about the cave and all that much. It just okay. felt like... That was I, like I can definitely sympathize with that because the his drug use isn't all that interesting to me. And mm-hmm. even, you know, the, the band is not all that interesting to me. But what is interesting to me is watching his descent into feeling useless. And then on the island watching his ascent out of feeling useless like that that's very interesting to me i like the way that bookends the way that you know drops okay. the valley of uselessness and climbs out of it I, I i really enjoyed that part of it so uh, the flashbacks even though i wasn't all that interested in the band or the drug use I, well that last I, flashbacks really good i think yeah I, but the I, I will say that the drug use is interesting in that it establishes this dynamic between Charlie and uh, Locke. So, I think, I mean, him doing drugs, it kind of shows like he, like, he went to using the drugs because of how useless and how bad he felt. And now it's looking like he's going to stop now. I mean, he doesn't have drugs anymore, so he kind of got to. And he's kind of emerged from a cocoon one could say maybe uh, yeah well see, with his hand first and then climbed okay. out see, but the, and this is the thing it's like i love thinking about that i i love that that, that you don't need that to think about it is there i <laughs> like the the visual of it just was just too much <laughs> you don't have to think about it they did it for you you just gotta watch the screen yeah exactly they did it for me uh well anything else mr so no, just the, the this is, I think, a, a really good illustration of how Damon Lindelof has matured because you, he, I don't think he would do that anymore. The leftovers. Or, or Watchmen or anything that he does in the future. I think that he has learned to trust his audience. And this was kind of a, a blatant, a blatant display of a lack of trust for the audience <laughs> we gotta show tv gotta show the hand coming out of the cocoon otherwise they're not gonna get it it's like i get it <laughs> anyway insulted so you, your biggest gripe is they've insulted you i mean a little bit <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying i understand what you're saying yeah i mean yeah it wasn't my favorite episode but it's for, it for different it's just because i just wasn't that interested in the storyline maybe it's because i've already seen it yeah i don't know I, I, I loved it and like i said i was very pleasantly surprised because charlie was not someone that i was interested in watching a whole episode about i'm glad you like charlie more <laughs> i definitely do i definitely like charlie more i like Locke more i like sawyer more i i and i'm very impressed with we're not mike the construction guy uh, whatever <laughs> walt likes him more and that's the important thing yeah so Son probably likes him more, and uh, that's sure to go well. <laughs> well, uh, is, is that everything then? That's that's all. I, I I'm sticking with my eight rating. I'm gonna so. stick with my six. Okay, <laughs> it's about the same. So, uh, if you guys want to contact us, showuperspodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we have more relevant links in the description. Go to any of them if you feel fit to. Uh, and that's it. Conversion chart. Oh yeah, the conversion chart. We have a Twitter. I'm not gonna put anything on. I think it'll automatically list the episodes there, but I don't know. I don't think I'll use the Twitter ever. Just made it because I could, so <laughs> might as well. So, yeah. uh, and also please, if you would uh, give give us a, a great rating on whatever. Oh yeah, part- ratings of course. 
Like, and subscribe. That's always if appreciated. If you're this, then please uh, tell a friend or two. Tell or three. Or four. Yeah, uh, all your friends. Or five. Or six. Not even your friends. Just tell random strangers on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it have to be friends? That's that's needless. Go preach the good words. Say show hoppers. It's a great podcast. Go watch it, please. I, I love how you say, you always say watch it. Now, hush. That's the end of the episode, everyone. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening.